Welcome back to part seven of the Rediscover the Billboard 100 series here on the White Stripe Podcast with myself, Trey Ramulia, and Nick Azarin. So if you're back here, you know how this works. Nick will talk about the year, then we'll make our picks for song of the year and album of the year. So this is one of my favorite years. Actually, the next few years, like 16, 17, 18, I find like those most challenging years for me to pick for some of them. But at the same time, it's also some of the most fun that I've had regarding the years. So I'm actually really excited for you guys to listen to this. Welcome again. Part 7, 2016. Let's go. I definitely did not like his music before Purpose. But when Purpose came out, I was like, again, like I, I remember you mentioned before, you listen through it and you're like, wait, do I like Fever now? Yeah, exactly. Wait, I, can't admit, I can't say this in public. <laughs> like... So 2016. Oh my god. We're slowly, we we're go. slowly getting, we're slowly getting into like the pop that we kind of know. Where is EDM in this stage? So EDM, okay, so in 2016, it was kind of it was weird because not not weird, but like if you think you can think about it in two ways, right? You can think about this as the year of EDM or hip hop, right? So you can mm. think about this as the year of EDM and hip hop, or you can think of this as the year of Bieber. So in terms of like, and I'll explain it. So in terms of pop, it was Bieber. It was Bieber's year, dude. 2016. Yeah. This is the first time since Purpose? we started this list. Yeah. Oh my this god. This is the first time since we started this list that an artist has held number one and number two spot on the Ooh. list for, for the singles um, globally. This was also, and then in the other school of thought, this was also the chain smoker monopoly for ED, <laughs> for EDM. This was also the year of the chain smokers, pretty much, right? They absolutely dominated. The EDM mark. They had several songs in the top 10, 20, 30. Yeah. Um, but regardless, this was also a pretty good um, this was also a pretty good year for hip hop as well. Um, funnily enough, Adele, like obviously this was a year where Adele released 25, so obviously she took number one spot in the albums, as Adele does every yeah. time she releases anything. Um, this is also the year of like uh let's see, closer, stitches, roses. By Chainsmokers. Uh, I haven't heard that song enough. Jeez Louise. Um, <laughs> the Hills by The Weeknd. Um, Into You, Ariana's one. Starboy, uh, Side to Side. Yeah, it, yeah. It, quite a varied year for hip hop and EDM. But again, you can look at it in two schools of thought. So in my honorable mention for song of the year 2016 goes to Like I'm Gonna Lose You by Megan Trainer oh. and John Legend. I just love that song. That's the reason why I put it. I have no yeah. other reason. <laughs> I have no other reason <laughs> other than that I just love that song. So um, yeah, that's that. But my number one song of the year goes to Sorry by Justin Bieber. Oh, Absolutely the song. most aptly Canadian titled song for a Canadian artist, but <laughs> an incredibly, incredibly good song. And this is, I put this song because there's a bunch of albums I needed to pick and I know I would have put Purpose, but um because I picked Sorry as the song, I can't pick Purpose as my album. But yeah, um, yeah. and Justin, this was again the year of Bieber. This was Justin Bieber's peak, in my opinion, in terms of pop and his songwriting. I know that he's released an album recently. I don't even know what the name of the album is. Blue cover. It's got Peaches on it, and I think it's got some really strong songs. I quite like Peaches. Um, it's got some strong songs on it, but as a whole, it falls apart. Okay. Quite quite heavily. So again. 
not his best work and and nothing has really taught purpose for me since then but that song itself like I, there's so much to like about it rhythmically songwriting wise um catchiness it's a good fusion of pop and edm in a way because it did have sort of that breakdown feel yeah. during the chorus and the, it had that sort of like feel of a build-up so like you like 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 we mentioned before these are big years for like edm and stuff so it's it's, it's interesting to see pop music kind of adapt to this by not necessarily changing but just taking elements from something else that's trending you know like something mm. else that's also on the top 100 to like keep pop in place because edm would have thrashed pop if it wasn't able to keep itself in place right if it didn't evolve yeah. and so and that's what they did that's how pop evolved and so i think sorry is a really really good indication of that i think it's a great great song i think it's catchy production value is super high skrillex was the one also on the team for this album so um if it gets a bit of bias for me there but yeah sorry is definitely my number one song for 2016 all right we have a match for honorable mention like i'm gonna lose you okay let's do honorable I'm, mention matches it's an amazing yeah song like yeah. i remember putting that on repeat i remember because mm. like even just the way that their voices complement each other so yeah. much you know like that's something you can't fake it's just amazingly it it feels like a song that should have been made years and years ago mm-hmm. you know what i mean it feels like one of those songs that could be a classic that they just remade yeah old old time music yeah it's old old timey vibe yeah but it's so so good i love that song it's very mature it's very, very mature. mature yeah very mature and it's my favorite megan trainer song okay yep got that cool we were so close for Single of the year, a, for a 2016 category. single of the year. I have Love Yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I almost put What Do You Mean? Uh, but I, I chose Love Yourself by mm-hmm. Justin Bieber. I would have picked Sorry easily. If I knew that you're picking Sorry, I would have picked Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like all of these, all this, like even Purpose, I would have picked Purpose in album, but there's two yeah. other albums that I find more significant than Purpose, mm-hmm. which is so hard for me to say because it's my favorite Bieber album. It's like, yeah, by far my favorite Bieber album. This was the peak for me of being like, I like Bieber. I have, I have his merch. I've never been to a concert, but like, I have his merch. Uh, like the the shirt, I have the shirt that at the back it says, My Mama Don't Like You. Um, like that's how much I love his, I love the purpose album. And in in a way, in a way for us guys, that was hard to admit as well back in the day because Bieber had an image, right? Exactly. Bieber had an image before this, right? And yeah. again, marketed towards the teenage girls. And I I definitely did not like his music before Purpose. But when Purpose came out, I was like, again, like I, I remember you mentioned before, you listened through it and you're like, wait, do I like Bieber now? Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't admit, I can't say this in public. <laughs> like, I, I, am I going to get arrested? or something? But no, but like that, I, I love that. It was one of my, it's one of my favorite of all time pop albums for sure is purpose by Justin Bieber and you yeah. hear a side of him that he hasn't shown before mm-hmm. you go through the songs and it's not just your pop hits it's not just your stories what you're what do you means you go through it you have even the actual song purpose when you listen to it it's just him singing you know what I mean he's talking I feel about like his, it's, it's him getting serious about music him getting serious about his own him, yeah getting serious, you, you start yeah. to feel like oh my gosh he's a person he has flaws and he's, he knows it you know yeah he, he's not the pop star um the kid pop star that everyone thought he was mm-hmm. he's, he's growing up he made mistakes and here he's and finally I, showing it i can go forever about that album um 
but we need to make space for the other albums we have to <laughs> mention too, right? So, uh, but I could go on forever about purpose. But anyway, so albums of that year, this one was slightly easy for me. And I actually think we may have a match. It may, depends. I hope we may we have do. a match. We'll see. We'll see. So I, my honorable mention goes to Coloring Book. Okay. By chance. Um, now it's not in terms of his genre, in terms of rap, in terms of hip hop. I personally don't think it's as strong as acid rap, which was the previous right one. okay understandable but coloring book was very consumable so he crafted his sound in a way that was much more consumable a bit more gospel appointments mm-hmm. and it became not only more consumable but also paved the way for more gospel appointments later on in like hip-hop yeah stuff and which is kind of weird to me because i feel like gospel has been such a significant contribution of like african-american music mm. that I can't believe that there hasn't been more hip hop with gospel. I mean, I guess Kanye has dabbled a bit, sort of, previously. Kind yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like choir it, it, type. It, yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah. It, it's hard for me to believe that, like, not everyone, like, more people don't do it, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I had my honorable mention. But my number one album of that year, easily, which is funny because it creeps in at number ninety nine on the Billboard. Easily is I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful yet so uh, unaware. By the 1975. Yep. Um, and this was my big introduction, gateway into like synth pop rock esque material stuff. Yeah. Um, their earlier stuff, um, like I think what, what album was that where Chocolate and Girls was that just a self-title? 1975. Yeah, 1975, by the 1975. Yeah. Yeah. So that album was, I mean, it was it was okay. I liked a few songs on it, but I felt I felt like it was a bit one-dimensional. Mm. I didn't think that the album had a lot of depth to it. Like the songs were too like I I felt like I was listening to almost the same song as the album mm. went on, with very very with a few contrasts here and there. But like basically, it just wasn't that deep of an album, I think. Yeah. In terms of like songwriting and stuff, but um, I like it when you sleep was like it's very intelligent, meaningful. But very, but still very adventurous and unique in when when it, in terms of like the selection of like the production sounds, the samples, the synths, the guitar sounds, the drum processing, like it all contributes cohesively to like an atmosphere that you really feel like you can listen through and not oh, feel like yes. you're listening to the same thing over and over yes. again, just like their previous album. Like, and it covers a lot of ground. Um, musicians and instrumentalists will appreciate a lot of the things on the album, like the sounds the bass lines, the guitar parts, et cetera. And like from a songwriting perspective, every section from the bridges to the choruses are so cleverly crafted with like unexpected rhythmic stabs sometimes, pauses and other techniques that like, they just grab your attention. Every song, every time you feel like your attention span is like really, really low and you're about to like, you're not interested in the song anymore. So they do something, whether it's with the soundscape or with the rhythm or with the structure or with just pauses that just pull you right back in. And I think that's so intelligent. And I think there is also something inherently musical and expressive about the English accent. Oh, for sure. you know, <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Like, especially when it, especially when it's sung in like the shaky, angsty, Matt slightly like, se- yeah. like lightly, yeah, like slightly sensual way that Matt does it. Yeah, I think there's like there's a, there's a certain allure, a certain allure, which is funny because I know a lot of people would like actually like bag on the. I think they're from Manchester, right? I have no idea. They like bag on their, their particular dialect. All right, yeah. Um, and maybe when they're just talking, maybe it's different. I don't know. Maybe when they're just talking, it's different. But like when, at least when it's singing, it comes off as more inherently like musical and expressive. But yeah, it's a powerful album. 
and quite important for synth pop getting onto the radar, I think, like in terms of like the global scale. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that definitely is my number one album for 2016. Ah, we were so close. So close again. Ah, my honorable mention is Coloring Book. Okay, so we match again with honorable mention. Oh, no, sorry. No, sorry, 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 sorry. My honorable mention is I Like It When You Sleep. Oh, my God. It was reversed for you. It was reversed for me. My, no! honorable, my honorable mention is I Like It When You Sleep. So I'm going to talk about that first. So I Like It When oh You Sleep. Oh, my God. It's reversed. Beautiful album. You start off, of course, with their... Um, they always have a title, um, an intro title. Yeah. And then you go straight into Love Me, you know? And then after that, you go into Ugh. A change of heart. She's American. If I believe you, and it's got you, sass. You, you keep going on. You yeah. have somebody else. You have yeah. What's that other song? Uh, the sound. Yeah. Paris. You know, like just song after song after song, and that that album to me encapsulate encapsulates that year so so much. Mm-hmm. Except. Coloring book to me. Oh my god, we had it reversed. It's the 2016 album for me. I first listened to Chance 2013, 14. Actually, my first exposure to Chance was Sunday Candy. When I heard that he was coming up with the new with the new album, I was like, oh cool, like he might be, become known, right? And this is like my first year. Well, not my first year. It's like my first year going to second year of college at this point. And then suddenly everyone knows who Chance is now. You know what I mean? Like that's how powerful that album was. He he went, he made a jump. Like what you said, in terms of hip hop, you can say acid rap was more hip hop. It was more true to the form itself. Mm-hmm. But this album gave chance that jump from indie artists that people don't really know about to this to this mainstream guy. Because you have songs even like No Problem, Blessings, Juke Jam. Like people just ate that up i ate that up yeah every yeah. single day i mean and like let's be honest it's chance's peak uh at least for me sure. yeah no, i could agree i could agree, I could agree. it's it's where he he reached a certain pinnacle and he hasn't been able to reach it since mm-hmm. he had a few songs in this ep after which i kind of liked not quite the same but it's not quite the same and you have you listen to that brass bro gospel yeah. hip-hop brass loved it I'm always for brass. Always for brass. Yeah, it's a hard toss-up for me between Coloring Book and Acid Rap. I'm not sure which one I like more. Um, yeah, I, that's all I have to say about that. Like, I, I just don't know which <laughs> one I like more. Like, they're both good in their own regard. And you could say that they were the peak of chance if you were to give them two different genres. Like, sure. more purist hip-hop versus, like, uh, more purist experimental hip-hop versus, like, gospel appointed hip hop kind of thing yeah. so you can you can kind of make that argument i guess but yeah that is 2016 I love, by the way this is one of my favorite years ever oh this really yeah it was, it, it, it's a, a pretty heavy year. year yeah it's a pretty such heavy a year, year.